Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's May 13th, 2020, and this is episode 24. Uh, Allie, a lot of stuff that we can talk about here today, and, and over the weekend, we definitely uh, had some cold temperatures that caught everybody's attention. Um, before we get into that, um, for the most part, we're kind of wrapping up on the planting season, maybe just that last one, two percent out there across the area. I'm guessing as we move west where you cover, it's probably a similar situation. Yeah, I think, you know, we're really well wrapped up on on the corn side of things maybe a tick below 100 percent planted on the soybean side of things just some folks that maybe have those situations where they need to get some rye off before they're going to go in with some beans or some some earlier maturity corn in some of those cases but really nice to see all of that wrapped up and then like you mentioned as we move through the weekend some of those cooler temps uh, definitely caught our attention so we'll talk through that today and just some of our obs general observations um, that we've seen. Yeah, and when things like this happen, I can usually gauge what happens by my phone. And uh, around 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, my phone started blowing up. So I knew something uh, was going on. I knew it was gonna get cold and it was likely frost related. Um, so Allie, several of us and our, our, our team members of Pioneer were out and about Saturday morning and it was a very unique morning. Um, you know, for the most part, temperatures across Southeast Minnesota dip below what they were forecasting. Ali, you and I were talking about it leading into this, that these extremely low dew points, that if it didn't get windy, that it could get really cold. And I think this kind of sums up what the morning was like. And this um, kind of scenario came from Lewiston, Minnesota area. Uh, but we had a sales rep out that morning that the pickup was reading 24 degrees. This was around 6 a.m. in the morning. Um, and he went out and did some, did some other measurements, but the surface temperature of the soil was 23 degrees. Uh, he had some emerged soybeans and he, he tested the temperature of the tissue that was 19 degrees and the soil temp at one inch was 34 and at two inch was 36. And when I saw that, you know, I knew that we were likely going to have to do some scouting, taking a look at it. And I think when we think about corn right away, um, you know, we have some, you know, a fair amount of corn that's poked up around the area alley. What are our maybe concerns or what do you see from a corn standpoint? So from the corn standpoint, most of the fields that I looked at yesterday, they're just right at that spike stage. So in some of those cases, it definitely did nip that spike uh, pretty good. But as we dig on down into the soil, you know, as we know, that growing point is still plenty um, underneath that soil surface. So well protected and still looked really healthy in terms of that underground portion. So I feel pretty confident that those plants are, are going to continue to push through. We'll see that new green growth coming in most cases. And on the corn side, any plants that I did see that had uh, received frost damage, it wasn't, you know, full field scales by any means. It was just plants here or there, which is kind of intriguing when you look at just some of those mini micro environments you see even within just one particular field as you're out making those observations. Yeah, I'm always amazed when you get uh, one out of 10 plants in a sequence and one of them is just completely melted down from the frost and the other nine are, are perfectly normal. And that's just kind of the way it goes. And, and, and I saw similar things. We had some bigger corn down in the valleys of, of Rushford area and uh, the low spots, it, it kind of melted the corn down pretty good. Don't think it, you know, in my opinion, it likely got to the growing point. And it's always a little bit frustrating. It can take five, six, seven days to really see that regrowth come. It's got to fight through some of that, that tissue out there. Um, but nothing like we saw in 2016 where the corn was bigger. And we, you know, had just acres upon acres and miles and miles that all the corn was up and we melted it down. And that, that crop all recovered, you know, probably 99.9% .9 of it. We didn't have to do anything to it. I recovered and we wound up having a great crop in uh, 2016 as well. 
Um, you know, I really don't, you know, this thing came up too. Did we in inquire some yield loss from that? It's always hard to say. I'm not saying that we can't. We may lose a plant here and there, but in my opinion, I don't think we're really going to incur a, a big yield loss uh, from any of this frost from a corn standpoint. Uh, soybean wise, you know, we talk a lot about early planted soybeans alley, and we did have quite a few growers that had some beans out there uh, kind of right when planting opened up around April 22nd, 3rd. Um, you know, looked at some of those, a lot of those beans weren't quite up yet. We had some that were up alley. Uh, my initial observations of some of the earliest planted beans, we did have some stand loss. I might have a very isolated uh, few acres here and there. We got a replant. Uh, a lot of them look pretty good. We're still below the ground, but we also had another freeze Monday night into Tuesday alley that we may have to reevaluate again on Thursday, I think. Well, yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing as I was out yesterday looking at these beans. One of the folks I was with, he said, gosh, it kind of feels like we're jinxing ourselves being out here looking at these beans since we weren't quite through that frost window. And so you can blame us if your, your beans frosted the second time through. But, it, you know, we do want to make sure Thursday, Friday, we're, we're back out there taking a peek at some of those fields. As I get to the west, we have some heavier profile type soils, um, a lot of conventional tillage. So that heat, you know, even with those beans emerged, a lot of heat radiating off of that surface. So in most cases, from my observations, beans looked really solid. Uh, but I know as you get a little farther to the east, you're working with maybe some sandier profiled soils, a lot more lower lying areas. And so it does just remind us that we need to take each field on a field by field uh, basis because environments can look so very different across the yeah, board. And as you're, as you're evaluating the soybean crop to really look at, um, you know, where the cotyledons are or that neck, really look at the plant right below the cotyledons. If that area got nicked or it, it really looks like it's compromised or thin or kind of spongy, uh, that, that's likely a plant that we lost. Um, if it looks good below the cotyledons, the cotyledons are okay, we'll probably be all right. But really look at that area right below the cotyledons and that's going to tell you uh, if you got an issue or not. And we'll be out and about later this week. And we'll probably give a, a final frost summary here uh, next week episode, Allie. When we come back from break, we'll talk about some of the other uh, hot topics across Southeast Minnesota.